What's good, Denver? What's good, Denver? How are you? I hope you're doing so good. We are waning. Uh, the summer is waning, I should say, and kids are getting ready to go back to school. What I'd like to start off with here is just a mental thought experiment of remembering when you were going back to school, particularly remember how important your shoes are when you were going back to school. So now your kids are driving you nuts about getting a new pair of shoes and you're like looking for discount options. Don't do it. Don't do it. Take a crowbar to your wallet and spend the extra dollars to get the cool shoes. Because if you can remember back, it was it was the most important part of your outfit was you had to have the sweet sneakers or the boots, whatever it was for you. So like, let's extend that to our kids this year. Let's make sure they're going to school crispy in the fall. That is to say that unless they're like some kind of sneakerhead type kid. So if you can go into your kid's room and their closet is full of boxes and they have all the freshest J's, they've got the fours and the pastel colors, and now, now they're, they're driving you nuts for a $400 pair of uh, J5s. In that case, don't do it. Don't give it to them. Go buy yourself some shoes in remembrance of how awesome it was to go back to school with a fresh pair of shoes. Do it for yourself, okay? I don't know what camp you're in, but do one of the two. It's, it's time to buy some shoes. How are you guys doing? I hope everybody's good. Um, I'm so excited about the episode for this week. We got a bunch of stuff on tap for you guys. Um, before we do, let's handle some business. This podcast is brought to you by KitCaster. KitCaster books your podcast. <clears throat> Pardon me. KitCaster books your podcast appearances. If you want to go on other people's podcasts, that's exactly what KitCaster does for you as a service. Uh, specifically, KitCaster works with funded startup founders, entrepreneurs with exits, and C-suite executives, and books them on the world's top podcasts. Check them out, KitCaster.com. Now, we're about to get into business, but first, um, we want to just send our, our love and support to what's happening in Maui right now, in Hawaii. I don't know if you guys have seen the imagery, but it's catastrophic, and it's really bad. So in the, in the show notes, what we're going to do is we're going to uh, provide some links where you can show support. Uh, we're putting Maui Strong Fund in there. We're putting the Red Cross Fund in there. And there's also a link to a document that's called Help Maui Rise. And what that is, is it's individual contributors. Basically, it's people's GoFundMes and Venmo links that you can help direct families. And there's more than 700 um, GoFundMe links in there. And it's it's a bit overwhelming and sad, um, but there's opportunity to, to do some good and help get these folks back on their feet. Um, they're, if you've seen the pictures, they're really dealing with complete devastation. And if you had some experience um, with Hawaii, you've been there, you know how warm and welcoming everybody is for people that come and visit and, and share their absolute paradise. Um, I know this is near and dear to Troy, to Troy's heart. He's got family there. Troy, you want to add anything, buddy? Yeah, well said, Ryan. Um, if you're listening and interested, you know, in any way you can help support, donate, or provide resources to people living on Maui that were affected. Um, like Ryan touched on, we've, we're going to list some great resources in the show notes and ways you can do that. My girlfriend's family does live on Maui. We're out there every year. It's a beautiful place. And we know it's a very tight-knit community, so they're all taking it pretty hard. Uh, fortunately, um, her parents live in an area that was relatively unaffected, but we know others are not so fortunate. Um, 
So our hearts go out to everyone there. And if you're interested in ways you can directly support people who live there, uh, we've provided some great ways to do that. No doubt about it. And it will be in the show notes. Um, if you're looking at this or you're listening to this podcast on the Apple podcast on your iPhone, uh, all of the links are live. If you're looking on the desktop version, they're not. So if you want to see those links or any of the links listed for today, um, check Apple podcasts uh, from your phone. I don't know why they don't list it on the desktop version, but they don't. But definitely our heart goes out to them. And that's, you know, Troy's in California. We're in, we're in Denver and, and, you know, California, Colorado really have to, we, we deal with these fires too. So um, make a difference if you can. Cool. So we got a bunch of events on tap. Basically what we're going to do is we're going to do events. We are going to cover highlights from last week, and then we're going to talk about our favorite tacos of the moment. If we're talking about top tacos in general in Denver, like this, nobody can make a decision about that, but this is kind of what the standouts from, <laughs> from what's happening right now. So I'm going to pass over to Olivia and talk about what's coming up in events on tap. What's up, Olivia? Hey, what's up, Brian? I am looking forward to all the film nerd stuff in the next couple of weeks. Um, I don't know about y'all. I love the Mayan. Any of the landmark film locations are great, but the Mayan's my fave because usually I'm one of like three people in that theater, which makes me sad for them, but is great for me. Um, so this Thursday, there is a showing of Fritz Lang's 1927 Metropolis with a live orchestra. Um, and it's the Denver Orchestra. They have written some stuff specifically for this. And according to the website, they're going to be like playing off of audience reactions. So I'm cool. curious about that. But um, if you're a film nerd or you have a film nerd in your life, I'm sure somebody has tried to make you watch this movie. Uh, it was a big deal for like sci-fi first as well as film first in general. So this is actually going to be my first time watching it. And I think this is the way to do it. I am stoked about it. So that's this Thursday. I'll link that in the bio. This Saturday, we're talking about Los Fantasmas Art Collective's Invitational Art Exhibit. This is going to be at the Hideout Gallery, which is actually in the basement of ABC Custom Framing. They are not joking. It is a hideout. It's hidden. You got to find it. Um, <laughs> it's, it's all the way hidden. But uh, Los Fantasmas is this great local art collective that actually means ghosts, plural in Spanish. And um, it's a local Latinx group. It's described as one part creative, one part activist, and one part community-minded. So this exhibit, the goal is to uplift emerging artists, encourage community building, and uh, the LFAC nonprofit is dedicated to the BIPOC artists of Denver. So they're going to have food, they're going to have drinks, there's going to be music, ABC Framing's basement, the hideout, Los Fantasmas. So check that out. You're laughing over there. Are you not going to go find the basement, Tom? No, I'm just saying it's <laughs> in the ABC framing basement. It sounds yep. pretty cool. It's yeah, very considerate. I want to see what's going on over there. Yeah, because if you pick up some art, you can just stick around, go upstairs, get it framed up. Yeah, get yep. it framed. That's exactly, it sounds great. One-stop shop. And then this last event, actually, I was laughing when Ryan was talking about back to school because I feel like this is an adult's back to school event. Nice. Uh August 24th, Lakeside Amusement Park, Denver Film Summer Scream. And what this is, is 21 and up. They Denver Film rents out the whole amusement park. You pay a flat fee at the door, and then you get open bar, open rides. And that's a dangerous combination. <laughs> I'll let you decide what order you do that in. But uh, 
Yeah. And Denver Film, for those of you who don't know, it's a local nonprofit that works to promote film as an art form and a civic forum. And they operate the uh, annual Denver Film Fest. So if you're enjoying film in Denver, it's great to support them and, you know, ride a roller coaster, drink some drinks in the meantime. Yeah. And it's a whole film festival there, too. My girlfriend McKenna was talking about this. She really wants to go to it. So sweet. We might check. Well, actually, I can't check it out. I'm going to be out of town that day. But um if anyone wants to take my girlfriend to the summer Yeah, summer. me and McKenna are going <laughs> to go. Yeah. Olivia, you should take her. Great. Nice. Yeah, have you That's been to cool. Lakeside yet, Tom? Yeah. Yeah. I went on the opening day, I think, last year, and it was awesome. Some of the roller coasters, they're, like, still testing them out for the season <laughs> because this was opening day, like, the first opening day since COVID. So cool. they were just opening it back up where, like, the first people to ride some of these things for three years plus and it was a little scary i mean but those rides are they're not they're not a joke it's a small amusement park but the rides are kind of serious that wooden coaster <laughs> yeah. is nice does the, it make sorry go ahead oh the chipmunk the chipmunk is a fave too i don't know if that one was open when i was there also i just like how they have like the carcasses of old roller coasters just sitting there or like old rides big iron frameworks just rusting away in the trees and stuff. You can see how it used to be over there. Yeah, it's so cool. Lakeside, if you haven't been to Lakeside, it's definitely the place that the the gang from Scooby-Doo would end up, you know, to do some investigating of some kind of ghoul or something. It's it's exquisite. It's over 100 years old. I think it's one of the last privately owned amusement parks. And the family that owns it is just completely committed to leaving it exactly the way it is as long as they possibly can. <laughs> yeah. They still got the classic like building style going on in that main building, the front. And yeah. it's just, it's really nice. Also, one of the best things about it, the old neon signs for every ride. Oh, nice. They got those lit up. and just It's a good place for photo ops if you want to go get some Insta pics. So when you're on that wooden coaster, are you getting that classic wooden coaster clank, clank sound that makes you fear for your oh life? Oh my God, it never, it's not, <laughs> it doesn't get better than the one at Lakeside. Like you're fearing for your life the entire time. Sweet. It's great. Yeah, there's there's nearly like right angle turns. So, you know, if you have some kind of spinal fortitude, that's probably prereq to go on these rides. Yeah, <laughs> and like, this is, I think this is where they came up with the saying, like keep your hands and feet inside the ride because if you don't on that coaster it's literally getting chopped off like, oh. without a doubt yeah do, do they have a seatbelt? they it's like a i think it's a lap bar the lap bar yeah Got on it. that one it's at least there's something yeah, there's there's something on it <laughs> major carnival energy and it, it's 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 amazing it's yeah. the best it's fun nice uh, one one quick thing olivia did you say there's a a live orchestra for the Metropolis screening? Yes. Whoa. Yeah. In the theater? Yes. That's cool. Yeah. Thursday night, 7 p.m. And they're only doing one showing. So get in there. Nice. I wanted to do that for, they were doing it for Harry Potter recently. Mm-hmm. The whole, the orchestra will play the, the movie. Like, it's so cool. That's so cool. I'd love to hear that. Yeah. I'll, uh, I'll go with some stuff here. Um, I'm circling back to the bow buns and boogies that I mentioned in our first episode because for this month, it's this weekend. So when I mentioned it, I was like, they haven't announced it. It's usually once a month, but they did announce it. And it's this Saturday at 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. just to 
give you a recap on what that is. Bao Brew House. It's a Chinese restaurant that essentially turns into a nightclub at night on the weekends. And it's super cool. You can go there, get dinner, and then all of a sudden you're listening to some beats. And there's bottle ser- the all the normal dining tables turn into bottle service tables. And it's nice. like it's just a nice atmosphere and environment. And Bao Buns and Boogies is what they do once a month for some house music at the Chinese restaurant slash nightclub. So that's happening this weekend. It's a stacked Saturday this weekend. I feel like every single event that I saw is on Saturday. I'm going to a pool party on Saturday. Um, Ardalan is playing. There's a new venue opening it up, but that's just a side note. It's not one of my official events there. Um, another one that's going on is the Sloan's Lake Beer Fest. Ryan, I feel like you should know about this because you're close but it's a beer fest and 70s party. So 70s theme over at Sloan's Lake. That's also Saturday, 3 p.m. to 7 p.m. It's free samples of beer from all local breweries. Also, cideries are participating if you don't like beer and you prefer the cider. Um, Unlimited samples the entire time. Food trucks. The 70s costume contest is going on. And then, of course, you got the dance party to wrap it up. Um, outside of that, Red Rocks this weekend, Thursday and Friday, Mount Joy. A lot of people are hyped for that. Mount Joy is awesome. Saturday, Revelations Reggae on the Rocks. They do that every year and it's a big party. Um, Sunday, Santa Fe Clan. That's going to be cool. And then bonus Monday, Film on the Rocks. I've never, I haven't gotten to one of these, but essentially they turn the whole parking lot into a giant drive-in movie theater. And they're doing Star Wars Episode Six: Return of the Jedi. Cool. They don't show it in the at Red Rocks. It's in the it's in the parking lot. No, I think they just turn the parking lot into a big drive-in. I've I've seen the screen for it. It's not you don't actually go up into the 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 amphitheater. Um, yeah, it's like a giant drive-in in the parking lot in that lower parking lot. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've seen the screen that they do it, do it on, and it looks really cool. But yeah, you can see a cool movie in a nice environment if you want to. Nice. I tell you what, seeing reggae on the rocks, that that brings back some memories, man. That that's an absolute institution. The the lineup, I mean, all of these reggae revolution, eration, the Abyssians. Abyssinians? Abyssinians? Oh my god. Amazing. No, no, I mean Abyssians? Abyssians, right? I think they spelled it wrong. Because I think it should be the Abyssinians. But if it is, that'd be extraordinary. They gotta be 80 years old. Really? Yeah. Well, yeah, we're looking at the lineup right now. <laughs> that does say Abyssinians. Yeah, it says Abyssinians. I didn't I didn't read it wrong. <laughs> but if it's the Abyssinians, cool. And then there's like six or seven other um, people as well going nice. through that. Yeah, I mean it, 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 it back in the day, Reagan the Rocks used to be a two-day uh, festival and you, it was like Burning Spear and the Whalers were there, Israel Vibration, Culture. All these bands are probably old and retired or, or moved on. But it, it, it just makes me think that like we need, so, we need another reggae revival. You know what I mean? I mean, reggaeton is amazing. It is. But like, let's slow it down a little bit. Let's bring back some, some reggae or some dance hall. There was, there was definitely a glory era for that. But glad to see that that's still moving. It's amazing. Cool. Thanks, Tom. I'll rip through my events here. Um, Next week, 
is the uh, podcast movement, which is a national organization, and they're coming to Denver this year. It is the biggest podcast uh, event in the country, and it will be at the Gaylord August 21st through 24th. Um, And I'm really excited about it. We're all going to go. Troy's coming next year. Um, but it's going to be a really cool event. I think tickets are like a thousand bucks, um, which is kind of a hefty price tag. But um, the 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 agenda for those three days is absolutely stacked um, with tons of information. If you're a podcaster, it's a great way to figure out um, how to grow your show, how to to network with other podcasters. And if you're thinking about getting into the medium, um, I would definitely recommend going because it, it's really geared. I think largely 80 to 90% of the tracks for people that are getting into it and just need a giant blast of enthusiasm to get going. So, you know, the, usually what happens with podcasts is, is folks just enthusiasm fades after a while, cause there's a lot to get done. Um, so, so podcast movement is just a great opportunity to, to light that fire and, and go network with like-minded people. Lots of parties, lots of good times. It should be awesome. Uh, my second pick is also a movie recommendation and also a shout out to Landmark Theater, Shea Artiste for this one, which is the uh, Lakota Nation versus the United States, uh, which I went and saw last weekend with Heidi, my lovely wife. And it was it was an amazing documentary. Um, this is all about basically the, the treaties uh, that you, the United States uh, signed with the, the Lakota Nation and kind of the, the reverberation through time. Um, I, I'm fortunate to have a lot of Lakota friends, you know, and there was one thing that really struck me in this film is, is they said, you know, X marks the spot where 200 years can feel like it happened yesterday. And that, that's a really important theme, I think, for, for the Lakota friends I have, which is that they do talk about the treaties all the time because honestly, they were totally robbed <laughs> and it's, it's in the history books, you know? So this, this documentary really walks you through from kind of pre-Civil War, kind of end of the Indian Wars where the, the reservations, the Lakotas were pushed onto the re- reservations um, and signed treaties illegally. Uh, and really, I mean, if you don't read or write English, you know, it's <laughs> how can you really even sign a treaty? But this treaties that were signed and agreed upon by the United States um, were obviously broken and land was taken, um, particularly the, the land of the Black Hills being most important to the Lakota. And so uh, this story is, is, a, is a good brush up. I, I think all of us understand the story and it, it, it is kind of a sad one. Um, but what I, th- what I think they bring uniquely to this story is the, 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 the people that are alive and fighting still to this day that uh, I think sometimes unfairly indigenous people get, get lopped into a historical relic, whereas that's not true at all. The people are vibrant, and this is still uh, a pressing issue. And if you see, think of like um, you know, the, the water rights that folks were protesting for, there's still battles being won in, uh, or fought and won um, as far as indigenous people's rights, but particularly around what's going on in South Dakota. Um, in the Black Hills, which is a sacred land. And at some point there will be atonement for that. If for no other reason that it's 
it's on the law books. <laughs> so um, it's a really good take. You know, obviously this is kind of a, a, a sad story in one aspect, but again, they really show the, the vibrance and vitality of these people today. And, and a part of what they're doing is still protecting their ancestral homeland. So definitely check that out. It's only playing at the Shea Artiste, which is in University Hills, which is possibly the, the smallest, most adorable uh, theater in Denver. It's not, it doesn't have the, the amazing art deco grandeur of the Mayan art deco slash Mayan grandeur, which is a beautiful theater. It, there's, there's, <laughs> it's not that pretty, the Shea Artis, but darn it, they, they, uh, deserve our support because they bring awesome films like this one. Yes. My last recommendation is Natural Grocers, 68th anniversary, and this is at all participating Natural Grocers store. Now, I have an assorted relationship with Natural Grocers. This has also been known as Vitamin Cottage, which is a grocery store here in, in Colorado, Troy. Uh, <laughs> in a former life, I had a natural health food brokerage, which, which meant that if Olivia had some organic chips and she wanted to get them on the shelf, she comes to me and I would bring it to Whole Foods and Natural Grocers and Sprouts and these kind of places. And so I had a good relationship with Natural Grocers. I would say good in terms of uh, a working relationship, but I've always been a little chippy with Natural Grocers. I mean, unless you're the kind of person who's like, I need to figure out where I can find some colloidal silver, some ear candles, and why not a $15 pint of cottage cheese? Like, I mean, I don't know why it would be that expensive, but uh, it is. And you can find that at Natural Grocers. Now, I'm kidding them a little bit. I, I appreciate that they're all over the place and I can find my vitamin C supplements and organic apples. And the produce is all organic, so you don't really have to worry which is which. So I'm very happy for them. I am going to bring up one quick story of a passive-aggressive argument I got into, more of like a fight, I would say, with, with the natural grocers. I, I was, my office was, was near there when I was a health food broker, and they, they had grab-and-go food. You could get a sandwich, right? But they didn't have anywhere you could eat the sandwich. So I felt like there was some incongruence and like, well, you're offering me to grab the sandwich, but what am I expected to stand up and eat it? You're supposed to go with it. Yeah, I'm supposed to go, but I didn't want to go. So they had one chair, which was at the office in like the, uh, the natural book section. And so I would sit there and just eat my lunch. And then I would thumb through like kind of the store copy of whatever herbalist book was there. Well, after I did that a couple of days, I noticed that at, at the table, there was a big sign that was taped on the, on the table that said, do not eat your lunch here. And so I, you know, would put my lunch down on top of the sign and then eat my lunch. And then after a couple more days, there was another sign that said, do not look at the store copy of books. <laughs> so someone had been watching me. And so I was like, okay, well, this is starting to feel very pointed. So obviously I continued doing that until a nice lady came up rather agitated and was like, sir, sir. You cannot eat your lunch here, nor can you look at the store copy of these herbal uh, books. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay. And then that was the end of my, my uh, passive-aggressive war with Vitamin Cottage, it, for which I'd like to say I'm sorry. Um, and, and my apology really is by promoting your 68th anniversary birthday party, because darn it, I'm really I'm proud of you as a Colorado business. And as a result, they have a bunch of deals and specials. They're giving away a Tesla. Um, I what? Think- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're giving away a Tesla. They are. Excuse me. Yeah. 
They, they're, I think there's a sale on the cottage cheese. It's amazing. So shout out to Natural Grocers. If anyone's been in there, you realize that there's kind of like a give and take when you're going in there, but they are absolute Colorado original and uh, super stoked for their 68th birthday. That's amazing. All right, that's events for this week. We're going to rip into highlights from last week. Troy, let's start with you, buddy. What is your highlight from, uh, from last week? Uh, yeah, so Saturday <clears throat> I went and uh, I put in some volunteer work at Willow Farm, which is about 45 minutes south of where I live in San Diego, right next to the Tijuana-Mexican border. And it's a cool little farm. Um, I'm actually a, a very uh, rookie amateur farmer, so Us I learned too, a man. lot, uh, did a lot, <laughs> yeah, did a lot of, uh, you know, raking some manure and uh, clipping some corn crops, so that was a lot of fun. Um, felt good to, you know, get up early on a Saturday, get out there on the farm and go to work. So that, that was fun. And uh, later that evening, I ended up, um, I actually had a gig. I was uh, filling in on guitar uh, for a jazz band. So I rushed from the volunteer work to rehearsal, straight from rehearsal to the gig. So it was a busy day, fun, productive. Um, everything turned out great. And uh yeah, it was awesome. Lots of fun. That's uh, my highlight from San Diego this weekend. What about you, Tom? Hold up, hold up, hold up. I didn't know you play jazz guitar. Yes, yeah. Uh, well, I play a lot of different styles, uh, but kind of, you know, um, fill in wherever I can. Uh, you know, it, it's an artist I've worked with before, and um, I've actually written a couple songs for her, so it was it was a no-brainer to have me on. That's awesome, man. That's cool, man. That sounds dope. Yeah, I'd like to see that. Yeah, for sure. I'll have to share some videos next time. Oh, yeah, definitely. Send it over. Um, I was I went mountain biking out in Frisco, Colorado. That was the highlight from my last week. Um, over on the Frisco Peninsula, this is part of the White River National Forest. If you've been up there, um, huge forest. Anyway, also right there is the Frisco Adventure Park, which if you're ever looking for adventure... <laughs> The Frisco Adventure Park is the place to do it. But even if you're not trying to mountain bike, um, that Frisco Peninsula over there is really beautiful. You have a huge um, trail system going through there, all different levels and um, types of trails for any experience level. And it's right on Lake Dillon. And you get great views of the lake, great views of the mountains that are surrounding the area. And it was awesome. So, yeah, that was my highlight. Olivia? You want to tell us yours? Yeah. The highlight of my last week was actually what I recommended on here last week. I took my own advice. So, you know, if you've listened to more than one episode, I do take my own advice. And I went to the Hip Hop Till Infinity exhibit slash party, and it was really cool. Um, the exhibit was kind of a walkthrough of 50 different photos from local artists of just the greats. Um, most of them at Colorado venues. So there's like Mad Lib at the Mish. Like Sweet. it was really cool. And uh, then they had like good chem good chemistry doing their thing in the back and uh, a tattoo artist upstairs. People were playing CeeLo, which is a dice game in front. So this, this venue, the Banshee, um, is on Larimer. So you've got people kind of milling about outside, but I have to say that it was very clear from like the CeeLo and the DJs were great, uh, you know, exclusively hip hop classics. Um, 
it kind of felt like it was the place to be on Larimer that night. Nice. It was just, yeah, it was great. So, and it was also fun because I brought, um, I brought my camera and, uh, there was like one third of the people there were there to take photos. So it was, it was a good time. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. What about you, Ryan? Well, and it was a photography event, right? Yeah. 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 Cool. That's amazing. Cool. Um, my highlight, uh, I went down to ESP Hi-Fi, which is at 10th and Santa Fe, which this is the second time I've been there. And it's my favorite place on planet earth right now. Uh, what it is, it's a little hole in the wall. It is a listening room for vinyl nerds. So you have clip speakers, you got tube amplifiers, the, the bartenders are DJs, they're, they're very beautiful people, they have cool clothing on, and the way that they kind of paced the night was, seemed like it was designed for me. So, you know, if you're like into soul music and jazz music and, you know, uh, reggae music, like this kind of stuff, boom, bap, hip hop, disco, all this, they just play all the vinyl hits and it's, it, it sounds amazing. The room is tuned. It's all, it's like, um, classic cocktails, Japanese whiskey. It Ooh. is extraordinary. <laughs> yeah, I truly love this place. And what I love about it too, is it's giving me a reason to reach out to my buddies. You know, I think one thing about the pandemic probably happened to all of us is we kind of lost connection with, with some of our friends and we kind of lost forgot how to hang out or maybe it's just me oh nice tom did you upgrade that right in spot i upgraded it wow way to I go i don't want to see a cut off here <laughs> it's awesome is that free i need to do that like a free trial no it was 15 dollars <laughs> upgrade the zoom so that we didn't get cut okay. off on the, in, the good to know good to in know. real time well done sir quick update Cool. But yeah, so so ESP is like something I found out about and I was like, wow, this seems cool. And so I called three buddies I haven't seen for some some time and we got down there and, and got hammered. I mean, you got to be careful with these cocktails too. They pour them very stiff, with, which I also really like. And we had a wonderful time. And so the, I wanted to go back with another friend of mine that I know would appreciate it. So we got down there and just talking and laughing and, and doing that thing. And so really like spending time with friends is something that I've neglected for for a while largely as these children are like demanding so much of my attention. So ESP gives me a great opportunity to, to go down there and have just like an amazing time at a really cool bar. So ESP Hi-Fi, you got to check that out. I'm going to roll this straight into our Top Taco recommendation. So again, like I said, like, how are we going to pick Top Taco? You can't really, you got to just go with something from the gut, but I'm really excited about my pick. My pick is called Chicamiti La Taqueria. And it is a, a cafe, it's a bistro, it's a taco bistro. I'm, I'm going to uh, also apologize for my pronunciation of uh, Spanish at all times. I blame Miss Lettingham. She was an awful Spanish teacher. I really tried hard, <laughs> but I just learned how to, you know, gamble fake pesos for playing craps in the back of the classroom. And I, I was able to get A's that way. So anyway, my pronunciations aside, Chica Midi is absolutely extraordinary. This place is in Golden. I was up there uh, with Mrs. Estes and we were looking for a place to eat. And we, we saw this spot that had, I think, a thousand plus five-star Google rate reviews, ratings and reviews, but it was closed on Friday and Saturday nights. So Dang. as Olivia pointed out, like, that's how you know it's amazing. So we came back up there and, and ate. And it's, um, the whole thing is run by family and it's all home cooked. And the flavors are absolutely extraordinary. I mean, out of control. They're, like, they're really like pushing the envelope. I'm more of a traditionalist, generally speaking, when it comes to consuming tacos or making tacos. 
But these guys are doing it super right. Particularly, they had a mole taco that was so divine. They did this other taco that was a, it was like a ricotta cheese and green chili that I'd never had anything like that. So kind of like a quesadilla, but it was, it was unbelievable. So I can't speak highly enough of them. It's particularly a great way to, to just jump out of Denver really quick, go up to Golden, get a couple of tacos, and then walk down there on, on the river, their little waterway, which is, which is great. You could take a little swim if you wanted, particularly this time of year. It's awesome. Uh, that's, that's my reco. Um, Troy, I'm going to kick it over to you, buddy. How, w- t- give us the, the lowdown on some San Diego tacos. Yeah, so I mean, as you know, the the bar for Mexican food is set very high in San Diego. So finding a place that distinguishes itself um, is tough. But my my pick for uh, the highlighted taco for this episode, I think, would be the Taco Stand. Um, they originated in La Jolla, San Diego, and they're extremely successful. They're delicious. They expanded. I think they have ten locations across the U.S., um, eight of them in San Diego, and they also have a location in Miami, Florida, and Vegas, if you're ever out there. Um, but the specific taco on the menu, which is kind of like their signatures, the Al Pastor, uh, it's rotisserie marinated pork, cilantro, fresh onion, cilantro sauce, and pineapple. It's insane. If you're ever in San Diego or Florida or Miami or Vegas, you have to try it. It's super good. And their hot sauce bar is like eight different sauces to choose from too. So that's always huge. And yeah, it's nice. So if you're ever, if you're ever out, it's a must, must visit. What's the differentiator on this Al Pastor? Is it the cilantro sauce? I don't know if I've had a cilantro sauce. It's hard to say. It's it's like when you walk in the porks slowly on, it's on a rotisserie, just turning slowly and you're just Mm. staring at it as you're waiting in line. And the, the fresh diced pineapple with onion, cilantro, the flavor combination is just incredible. Um, yeah, it's it's top oh, notch I've for sure. I've been here. I've been to the La Jolla one because we. I was there on a trip with some of my friends, and we rented some bikes. We were riding around, and somebody had heard about this place, and we rode the bikes yep. all the way up there from from Mission Beach. Super fire! Uh, that was the first location. Did you get the El Pastor? I'm, I must have because every place I go, I try to get the Al Pastor. But all I remember is that place was really good. <laughs> yeah, it's that one usually has a line like down the block. We had to like wait online for for a little bit to get in there for sure. Yeah, yeah, nice. It's it's great though. You got to try it if you're ever out. Sick. Um, I could do some tacos now that Troy is done. I I got two things. I can't. I can't just be naming one <laughs> one taco place here, but I want to go with my classic recommendation first. Um, there's not going to be a link to this place because they don't got a website. Like There you go. Yeah. <laughs> you know that you're going to get good tacos when you walk into the restaurant and you have the Mother Mary looking down at you, telling you that she's about to bless you with Bless her children with some delicious, delicious tacos. That's the truth. Yeah. So you, you walk in. This place is called Taco Mex. I, I think they might have a couple locations now, but I go to the location on East Colfax um, in Denver. And, man, it's just classic, you know, style tacos that are amazing. They got the sauce bar where you can get your green sauce, your two different red sauces, and you can get your limes and your cilantro, onions, like 
anything that you want to add that they didn't already put on your taco, they got the whole setup for you to use. Um, it's amazing. They got they got the paper towel rolls on each table. Like you know that it's going to be real when you see the paper towels. Um, but that place is amazing. And then a special shout out to Kike's Red Tacos. If anybody's heard about them, um, they're a birria taco, birria taco. Um, they started out as a food truck and they kind of blew up a little bit. I think somebody was making TikToks about their tacos and stuff and they, they blew up to the point where the food truck was just getting slammed at all times. Like anytime you went to the food truck, you're waiting for over an hour and then typically around midday, like 2, 3 p.m., they would just run out because they would just sell all, everything that they had. Um, so that's how you know it's good too. But anyway, big ups to them because they have moved into a real location outside of the food truck. They bought a place and now they have a location over on 38th Avenue. Um, what is that up there? Is that like, it's either Highlands or like Glendale. No, I think it's Highlands. Sunnyside. Sunnyside. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So 1200 West 38th Avenue. Um, they get, get hit you with the consomme. So, and also I was just telling Ryan and Olivia before this, but they do these quesa tacos where, you know, it's basically a quesadilla that is the tortilla for the taco. And you get that with the consomme and you're dipping the tacos and it's just oh, frothy goodness. Their Instagram can, looks out of control. Yeah, they blew up on socials. So I can hear your arteries trying to give out. <laughs> just describing oh, yeah. it, man. No, yeah, it's tough. Like it's a battle, but it, it's so good. And I haven't actually been to the new location. I've been to the food truck plenty of times, but I got to hit up the new location that they just opened up, support them. I hope that they're still getting as slammed at the new spot. But um, now I'm sure they're more capable to to keep up with the demand there. So shout out to them. You know, before you go here, Olivia, the, this is like my favorite stories is like the food trucks that that blow up and then mm -hmm. get a get their own store. I mean, it, those those guys in food trucks are just like sweating. That is not yeah. an easy job. I, I love that. And 40,000 followers for a food truck is not nothing. Yeah. Yeah. They, they got some awards there on their profile. Totally. Top Taco Denver Post, Best Taco Westward, Top Rated Food Truck 2021 from Yelp. That's bananas. Nice. Yeah, they're good. You can get your Joritos there too. That's what's up. Nice. Nailed it on the wreck then. I hadn't even heard of them, which makes me wonder like, <laughs> what have I been doing? How? <laughs> yeah. how? It, <laughs> it's different from your like classic Mexican street taco, you know, um, but they're just doing something right with the the whole birria consomme stuff. Like it's it's good. Yeah, you did hit the nail on the head. I tend to be a purist. Like I really like the like the classics, the OG. It has to be family owned, which it sounds like they are too. Um, that kind of vibe. The recommendation I'm going to throw out is called Tacos El Pueblita, and they are located. It's a food truck um, on Federal Boulevard, south of Alameda. And if you have a hard time finding them, it's outside of the federal uh, indoor flea market. So Google Maps will kind of take you there. They'll be in the parking lot. The thing that lets you know that these tacos slap is they're only open 6 p.m. to 12 p.m., Tuesday through Sunday, and there is a line. So if you roll up there at 11 p.m. on a Friday night line, and that means it's a good taco. The other thing that lets you know that they're doing really well is the menu is pretty limited. Like they have three taco options, four torta options. 
Um, they have tripa, which is not my vibe, but they've got it. If you want, <laughs> if you want an OG taco. Um, but yeah, I'm personally a vegetarian, but I still love Mexican food. So uh, it's the quesadillas for me when I go there. And you can ask him to put some like mushrooms on there for you. But that's nice. it. Tacos of Poblita. Nice. That's what's up. I totally agree. Like, I don't even really want to look at a menu. I'm just like, tell me what was the taco sh- I should eat. Exactly. And they're like, Baja. I'm like, bring it. Let's yeah. go. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. There's something about the confidence of certain kinds of restaurants when they're like, they don't actually need you. They're, they're doing their craft. <laughs> yeah. And if you'd like to enjoy it, you can. <laughs> yeah, totally. I, you know, I, I, there's a, there's a time and place for Applebee's and chilies, but like, why is the menu like 17 pages? I don't yeah. know. You don't need that. Do They're one not thing. an expert at all of that stuff. <laughs> there's You're no doing way. too much. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, nice. Cool. Yeah. Top tacos. We want to hear from you and, and we need taco recommendations. Also, all of these recommendations are in the show notes. So if you're like me, I'm just going to start picking off all of these things and go hit them one by one by one. Cause yeah. I don't know. I haven't been to any of these spots. So super stoked. Nice. Um, appreciate you listener. Thanks for uh, listening to the show. Um, tell a friend, if you got a buddy in, in Denver, Tell a friend to tell a friend to subscribe to the show. If you have the opportunity, rate and review the show. That helps us out with the the algorithms right now. I think we're largely on Apple. We're on Spotify and we're on YouTube. Um, any luck, we'll be able to upload this at least for a preliminary look into what the, the, the YouTube channel will look like as we're making substantial studio upgrades uh, to get video going for the show. Um, thanks to our sponsor, Kitcaster. Check them out, kitcaster.com. And aside from that, I think we're out of here. Yeah, we're out of here. If you're listening from podcast movement, because we're going to see a lot of friends there. What's our booth? What's That's right. Booth? 906. 906. Come say what's up. We're going to tell everyone who's visiting and from Denver to listen in for some recs while they're here. Uh, 906. Yep, Come booth 906 us. podcast movement. Cool.